Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the She Ventures Now podcast. I am your host, Gayon Nicole, and I am also the founder of SheVenturesNow.com, where I encourage millennial women to make quantum leaps in personal change. In today's episode, I'm interviewing the wonderful and beautiful Wendy Roche. She's a friend of mine, and she is an outreach coordinator for a nonprofit organization, which is pretty stellar. And she's going to be sharing her insights and aha moments on the journey of being a single woman. So uh, listen up and take note. Sweet. So why don't we go ahead and get started? And why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Introduce yourself. Let us know what you do and how we know each other. Yeah. So I think we've known each other since I was in undergrad. Yes. Um, I've been in Gainesville for a decade now. So it's been a long time. Wow, right? <laughs> yeah. Time just flies. Um, I thought I'll be going living somewhere else now, but clearly I'm still in Gainesville and loving it. I currently work for a local nonprofit as an outreach coordinator, and I get to do everything that I'm passionate about in one. So that includes working with youth, um, women empowerment, community development, international work. So um, yeah, it's very fitting and um, getting to put what I studied into like real life experiences so yeah that's a little bit about me that's awesome what did you study just so that we know i studied family youth and community sciences um mm-hmm. at uf and did a um, concentration in nonprofit organizational leadership um so i am in the nonprofit sector and i get to work with youth families um in the community as well so social Beautiful. justice and all of those things are very much my heart Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Why don't we go ahead and just talk about the green elephant that we're all here to talk about. (laughs) And that is um, your relationship status, being single and your journey, right? Um, And just to kind of peel back and take a step back and talk about the reason for um, this topic being highlighted in my podcast and in my life coaching brand, I have felt... um, being someone who's been single for a long time, being someone that was raised in the church and someone that has been a product of a Caribbean family, I have felt either a void of guidance around how to navigate singleness or just my own naivete in being single and not knowing how to progress or not knowing good self-care tactics or not knowing how to um, become the woman that I've always wanted to be while being single and not putting that womanhood off to being married. Does that make sense? And so um, I'm allowing a space through my podcast and through my brand for single women to find resources, to find encouragement and to find stories that they can say, wow, that's relatable to me. And so I would love to hear just more of like your singleness journey before we even dive into some of the questions. Yeah. So um, I actually about to turn 30 and just a couple months. <laughs> I'm so excited to enter my 30s and my whole idea I'm a hopeless romantic I just love love and anyone who knows me <laughs> um, knows I love weddings I get invited to a lot of weddings and 
I thought that by 25, I was going to be married, and by 30, I was going to have kids. Um, Clearly, (laughs) that hasn't been the case, and I think as I started approaching my mid-20s, I had to learn how to just embrace um, singleness and be content um, with where I have been and where I am now, Um, and I think the whole reason um, singleness is an issue that I care deeply about is because I see a lot of women and friends around me who get stuck in the mindset of singleness that they don't thrive. They just, they're stuck in it and they don't fully um, work out their full potential and um, go after their purpose. And I think part of it too is society and even family members. Um, once you're entering your 20s and like, oh, you're not dating someone, it's almost like singleness is a curse. And it's like, well, that's not the case at all. Um, that's a false um, you know, idea. And I just really want to help women be encouraged to um, not waste that time and yeah. really make the most of it. I love it. I love it. Now, so there's so much to unpack, even you sharing your journey right there in that snippet of time. So hopefully we'll get to, you know, unpack the layers as we go on. I want to hear, I definitely want to hear when you, because you strike me as someone who's like very confident, but also someone who is humble, gentle, someone who's very compassionate, someone who understands, someone who has been a part of single ministry or single women who are very familiar with what's in the air, you know, as, as far as what they think. And I want to know, or I'd love for you to share, um, just like, what's some of those moments in your life where you felt extra single? Um, uh, I think, honestly, it's been throughout, I would say, sometime in high school and college and even um, recently. I would say in high school, I remember um, friends telling me, you know, it was prom time and prom was like just a big deal for me. Like, you know, you need a date for prom. Like, no one goes to prom without a date. And I remember feeling like, man, something's wrong with me. I'm less than, and I don't measure up because a lot of my friends, they had always been in relationships. So I think that was (laughs) one moment in particular when I was younger. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I'm supposed to um, live up to this standard and, you know, have a significant other. And I would say in college, seeing... (laughs) students that came in that were younger than me, you know, getting into relationships and being married and say, oh, well, I'm getting older. Um, is something wrong with me? Yeah. And the most recent experience, I would say, it was like, oh, that extra single moment. Um, a friend was graduating and there was a card being passed around and everyone was signing it. And it came to my turn to sign it. And everyone who had signed it before me, um, is either in a relationship or married. So they all signed as Mr. and Mrs. or such and such. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> it's just me signing it by myself. So that was I a I felt good, it. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. I have no one else to add to next to my signature. So I would say- Can I just ask, did you feel like a little like, is somebody pranking me? I just feel like every time I felt extra single, I felt like it was like a weird, a weird metaphysical prank. Like I was like, Lord, is this a prank? Are you trying to prank me? So I actually showed it to one of my friends who's married and I was like, 
um, do you see this? And they just thought it was funny. I was like, well, this is my life. I'm like, wow, yeah. that is interesting. Because to them, they don't think about that. But to me, it like stands out like, oh, yeah, everyone else has someone else next to their name. So yeah. that was my most recent um, extra single moment. <laughs> I completely can relate to those times too. I know for me, I've, I've shared this in other podcasts, but like for me, it's been small moments just like that. Like um, not that exactly, but you know, it's like you're going to weddings and you have to RSVP and they're like, plus one. Yeah. <laughs> have somebody. And then, um, you know, yeah. You're leaving a church. You're leaving church, and you just want somebody to share what you learned or something you experienced with, and you don't have that person. So it's it's just, it's just those small moments that I, I really wanted to pull out. But go ahead and like let's segue into some of your aha moments. So on your journey of just kind of thriving, learning to become emotionally healthy, like what have been some really big aha moments that you've experienced that you would be willing to share? Yeah. So I think um, I had this false mindset that um because I've waited for so long that whoever comes along he's gonna be perfect like Ooh, you <laughs> went deep oh, no, um, <laughs> one second one second keep talking I just needed to fix the power but keep talking yeah sure um yeah that the guy he's gonna just be perfect like I've suffered enough I've sacrificed enough and it's been this long and he's gonna be just perfect. Like he's going to be like a Superman. And, um, that is false. Um, like he's human. Um, whoever comes along, like he's going to have his junk and, um, yes, he would compliment me to some extent and will be ideal. Um, yeah. When it comes to like complimenting me, but he's not going to be this perfect person. Um, wow. just because I've been waiting for, this long so that's something that I had to kind of unmask and I would say the other thing was just being just being open to guys um it's interesting that you bring up like oh I seem like someone who's just very confident I would take some of that confidence and just shut guys out you know like have these walls like um who do you think you are like why are you looking at me why do you think you can talk to me that's why I'm looking at you (laughs) (laughs) um and it being okay to like if someone asked me out on a lunch date or you know let's just go grab coffee that that is totally okay I don't have to put on this wall of um no like is this gonna be my husband or um am I leading this person on? It's like, no, it's just a lunch date. That's all that it is. Um, not overthinking it. I think as women, we can, you know, over overthink and um, come up with all of these ideas. And I just had to be okay with like, okay, just be open to guys. And that's it. Like, and we'll see what happens, like next steps. So those were two of my aha moments. Um, those are some good aha moments I think to tease those out a little bit too I have gone through the same sort of ruminations in my mind of like realizing in my own journey first on the the lunch date concept right I think I have been I'm an expert at overthinking I'm expert like (laughs) I think somehow and I think it's a female thing where I think it might be just a gay on thing too where 
somehow we want the we've read enough christian love stories of, of how it works to where we're already like at the lunch date pre-planning like how we're going to pray fast yeah. go to premarital counseling you know what i mean and like serve together and then lead to marriage and then we're gonna have 2.5 kids and yeah. we're gonna be on a mission field together or something like that or whatever i mean that's obviously an egregiously oversimplistic view of how it works but i oh you overanalyze everything to the point you can't even enjoy just the simplicity of someone asking you out on a date it could be nothing from it you know what i mean it could just be like a really good coffee date and it's funny because i even feel like that stymied me from just being able to be comfortable in my own skin around guys like just to be like, hey, just to be friends with guys. Does that make sense? Like lunch dates aren't contingent on attraction. Like you can just exactly. go on a lunch date. Like, exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's so funny. That's so. That's such a great, those are great aha moments. Like for Thank real. You. Yeah. Anything else you want to share along your journey? Just anything. Beauty, womanhood, mm. anything. Oh, man. Um, the first one was really good. Oh, my gosh. I could talk for days on that one. That was really good. <laughs> I do think yeah. I've fallen into that trap too. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's going to be Mr. Perfect and, you know, like he's not going to have any flaws. And, like, yeah. No, and it's like, almost like this flaws. weird, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. I was going to say, I have flaws. So what makes me think like this guy's going to come along and it's like, oh yeah, I'm perfect for you. It's like, hmm. Yeah. It's weird because it almost, it, it's funny how when you said it, it makes me feel like, and clarifies for me, and I've heard it from other women too. Mm-hmm. Um, this psychology that we have of like, well, I've waited this long. I might as well get what I want. You know, like, with, like yeah. as you get older, what you want should be more perfect. Like, it has to be better. And it's, mm-hmm. what, it's, it's a compilation of all these things we've been hearing of like, yeah. well, he didn't work out, so the other guy's going to be better, right? Yeah. And so then that's a derivative of, or our thinking that he has to be perfect is a derivative of hearing all the time that the guys who didn't work out it's because the guy who you're supposed to be with is supposed to be perfect, it's supposed to be better, you know what I mean? And we forget that we're going to be marrying a human being, exactly, same human being that's going to need grace upon grace upon grace, just like we need, you know. And I think that sets you up for failure too, having that kind of thinking. So, yeah. I'm just so glad, like, through this journey, I've been able to like reel it back and, um have a better understanding of that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially as you, and it's funny, it comes sometimes, well, for me at least, um, it's come with some practice of dating too. And like recognizing like the guys that I date, you know, their sin issues or their vices. If you have this perfectionist mindset, you're going to think everything is egregious. Everything is a mess. Everything is no. But then you start realizing like people are human. People have lives. People have mistakes they made and people are still working through stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like you, it takes the edge off of like, hey, stop looking for perfection. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, this this over idealistic, um, this over idealistic trait list that you want and realize like people are living their lives and they're making decisions and they make mistakes and they want love too. And they're trying to figure things out, you know? So that's something I've had to come through too. So I appreciate you. That just, you saying that triggered that out of me because it's so, <laughs> so true. But um, 
Are you ready for the rapid fire questions? Sort of like our speed phase. Oh, sure. Of course. Let's do it. All right, cool. So the first question is pretty simple. It's this. And again, for the rapid fire questions, we want our pretty short, pithy answers, like to the point. If it's a juicy answer, then I'm going to be like, hey, why'd you say that? Okay. <laughs> for the most part, it's short and to the point. So okay. first question is, which term do you prefer using, dating or courting, and why? Ooh. Um, I... I think I've just been used to the word courting, but honestly, yeah. it, it's like church culture. Mm -hmm. um, like, oh, we want things to be done that way. But I would say I prefer courting, but um, I know even with dating, there are aspects of like courting that can be included in there, if that makes sense. So I, I think it's preference. Um, like there are things like dating someone I would expect um, like, oh, you know, let's set goals. Like, you know, we're not just dating today. Um, like, if there's a certain point in the relationship, it's like, oh, well, we both feel secure here and yeah. we feel like it's leading into marriage. Like, why not? So, yeah. if you want to call that courting, dating, um, either way, I, yeah. I, I would say I prefer courting, but I know using the word dating, you can still have the, the same boundaries set up. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I get that. That's, that's pretty cool. Number two, do you feel like single people are neglected? Hmm. Ah, are single people neglected? <laughs> that is such a polarizing question, but I just wanted to see how you'd respond to that. In, in what sense? I so I would say in context of church, probably. Context of community, if that makes sense. Um, in, in society, oh, yes, too. I think there's yes something. And no. mm -hmm. Yes and no. And the fact that I think as singles, we have um, a responsibility, too, to um, make sure, like, we seek out counsel and we seek out, um, you know, God couples and married yeah. couples. So as a single, I feel like I overlook friends that are younger than me, like an undergrad who may be seeking someone older and wiser to like pour into them. So I can't expect um, married couples and leaders to always be focused on me because there are other things going on around them. Um, so I would say yes and no. Um, yes, that there could be a little bit more time devoted to um, helping us out with walking that process yeah um, but then I think it's a two-way um, street for sure and I love that you I, I love that you pointed out that learning how to thrive makes for singles requires us to own up to the responsibility to take care of ourselves and seek the help that we need if that makes sense so I appreciate you pointing that out that's really good number three do looks matter or no <laughs> yes <laughs> looks okay. matter um I, I'm going to put myself out there. Put yourself out. I have friends <laughs> who would tell me like, oh, I think this person will be great for you and da, 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 da. And I'm like, I'm so glad you're thinking of me, but <laughs> I, there's not an attraction there. And they was like, what? Like, you're supposed to look past mm -hmm. that. I'm like, at the end of the day, if I marry that person, I'm going to have to go to bed with them and see them every day. <laughs> So you can't just make it like, oh, you know, I'm blind. Uh, yeah. So, yes, 
looks do matter. Looks shouldn't keep you there. I would say that like looks shouldn't be the only thing that you see. Like you, someone may be really attractive and they don't have, you know, all of the character traits and um, just the meaty stuff inside of them. So right. looks can be like what sparks it, um, but going further than that. Absolutely. I like that. Mm -hmm. All right. Number four, what's your opinion here as to the top priority of every single woman? So what do you think the top priority of every single woman should be? Um, I would say being yourself and walking out purpose. Um, yeah, there, we are bombarded by media and society that tries to have just like the comparison game and I think you have to learn how to be true to yourself and we each and every single one of us have a purpose so knowing how to own up to that purpose and live it out um before um, anything else love it I love it I love it mm -hmm. number five what's the worst or funniest meme on singleness you've ever seen oh my goodness yeah. oh I also think they're crazy they're absolutely crazy some of them are crazy funny and then some of them are just like this is just bad psychology you know i agree um, <laughs> one that gets me is like around winter time when you know girls are like oh i don't have anyone to cuddle with and oh that's one of the ones i'm like oh really like you're you'll be fine um so that's <laughs> That's the only one I can think of, like, right from the top of my head. Okay. Um, there's one that I saw that was like, oh, my gosh, it's so bad. Um, it's funny. I think I'm going to steal this one from Alex because a good friend of mine, Alex, she shares about the funniest meme or the worst meme she's, she saw. And I think I saw it, too. And it's like a birthday cake. It's like, happy birthday. You're still alone or something like that. And I was like, that is just so bad, you know? It's crazy. Um, they're really bad. A funny meme that I saw that was like, it still gets me to this day because at first I didn't understand it, but it was a picture of a make-believe uh, Instagram account. And it said, um, taking pictures of Bay and they had like blank photos. <laughs> so it was, trying to, it was trying to show like there's no Bay. It's just funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. But number six, would you prefer being married at 20? or single until 40 than married? Ooh, I would say being single at 40. Because the older Ooh. I get, um, the more I realize things that I thought I knew, I didn't know. Um, yeah. And I look back now, it's like, oh, the, the whole idea of, oh, I would have loved to be married at 25. I'm like, girl, you would not have been ready. So um, I would say, yeah, single at 40. That's cool. That's cool. Hopefully that, that's not the case. But. I know, right? Like a lot of people say that after that question. Number <laughs> seven, which one is it? Not enough single eligible men or not enough women looking in the right areas? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would say both. I feel like the women... <laughs> You're a both answerer. <laughs> so, okay. So I feel like the women or at least women I'm around, they are looking in the right direction. And I feel like sometimes the single men that we're around, they're just not stepping up um, a lot of times. So maybe I, 
I'll put it more in the men. <laughs> um, I see it a lot, you know, they're just not stepping up to the plate like they should be. And I'm not sure where some of that comes from, but. That's interesting. Number eight, arranged marriages or no? <laughs> I would say arranged marriages. Really? Um, because I've had people, um, especially spiritual leaders and mentors and um, guys who are like big brothers to me, point things out. And I'm like, huh, I would trust you. Like, you know me well enough and would have my best interests at heart. Um, so yeah, so I would say arranged marriages. That's good. Number nine, what book, and this is the final question, what book would you recommend to the She Ventures tribe and why? On the top. Yeah, so there is um, a book by Nancy DeMoss um, Walgamuth, um, who is an author and speaker um, from Revive Our Hearts. It's called, the book is called Singled Out for Him, Embracing the Gift, the Blessings, and the Challenges of Singleness. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a tiny book, but it just has so much wisdom packed into it. And um, I've just read that. It's changed my perspective when it comes to learning from families and honoring parents and just using that time wisely so that's a book i would recommend i like it i like it sounds like a really wholesome read and she's really been a stalwart when it comes to singleness wisdom and learning how to live out your purpose because she was single for a really long time i believe 57 she just got married at 57 years old I was like, wow. Well, a God. That's not, I'm just kidding. I just like, I'm not like that. This is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But her story is really inspiring. Um, yes, for sure. Her. For sure. She's inspiring, like in general. Like she yeah. is beyond singleness. I've read a couple of her books and I have one book that I really do want to dive into. I think it's called The Lies That Women Believe or something like that. And I really want to see it again. Um, so here's the grand finale. I want to um, pitch it to you has a book into our time together. I recently say recently, but it's been probably over six months now that I saw the movie collateral beauty. I don't know if you saw it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's, it didn't do well at the box office actually, but it starred Will Smith and a couple of other A-line actors. And it was just a simple movie script, um, holiday movie. It takes place in Christmas time and Will Smith, um, start in it. So the movie makes an interesting assertion about navigating grief and anger and heartache. And it hangs on this concept of in the moment of your grief, make sure you notice the collateral beauty all around you. Um, I don't want to make it seem like uh, singleness is it parallels to grief <laughs> or epic disappointment. But I think we know that um, I think we both can say honestly that emotionally along the spectrum of singleness as a woman, you're constantly dealing with learning how to be content and learning to be okay with discontentment and facing your disappointments head on and maximizing it. Right. Mm -hmm. What I would like to hear from you in closing is what has been the main collateral beauty you've seen in your singleness? Mm -hmm. uh... I would say that it's truly a preparation stage. Um, there is a season for everything. And I've seen it, you know, going to school, moving out, you know, you um, transition into different seasons of life. And 
that um, this season is not in vain and learning to be content now because there's always going to be a next thing. And if you're not content with this season, um, how are you going to learn to be content in the next season? And even talking to um, friends that are like, oh, yeah, you know, we're married now. And now it's like, oh, when's the baby going to come? Or when's this going to happen? Or the car, the house. And it's like, man, learning to appreciate what we have now. And I truly believe um, that singleness is um, a gift and um, yeah. for us to steward that gift. And yeah. I know at times it may not feel like it's a gift, especially <laughs> when... <laughs> a gift! I know. Yeah. Um, but really, I look now and I see the ways that I'm able to invest in people and give back to my community and um, just fully be on purpose um, that I would not be able to devote as much time um, if it wasn't like, you know, for the singleness season that I'm in. So yeah, it's truly a preparation stage and it is not in vain. So learning to the most of it. I love it. Thank you so much, Wendy, again for making That's all for now, friends. If you'd like to get more updates about our upcoming podcasts or blog posts or any resources that I'm producing to help you make quantum leaps in personal change, go ahead and sign up for our newsletter at shevengersnow.com slash updates.